When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's a good guest, Gunner. Thanks for yeah, thanks for locking that up. He's great. He's always been a lot of fun. He's a lot better than what those other guys would have been from that brother <laughs> podcast. Sure. Dude, we were talking hate- about uh, we were talking about Gino's salary and what he's getting yeah. paid. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at this. So they got they got Gino at three point five on the one million dollar deal. They got Drew Locke at one point four million. I'm like, there's so much money there. The mm-hmm. I'm wondering why the Seahawks didn't go and. Uh, you know, try and trade or pick somebody up just to try to build this team up a little bit more with all that extra money. Part of me thinks, I know he was pretty humble there, like part of me thinks that they're waiting to see if this this can continue. Yeah. Like, like, uh, I don't know if they are fully in on like, oh, let's build around Geno Smith and build around (laughs) this team yet. Like, let's see how well this year finishes and let's see what this team does. And uh, I mean, because now they're going to have to make a decision because he said Geno's on a one-year deal, right? So now they got to make a call that if Geno can keep this up the rest of the year, are you going to pay Geno Smith? I mean, that would have been a great question for him. I I still think it's early in the season to ask that, but I don't don't think he would know the answer to that, though, based on how he's talking. You know, they're just having fun. They're playing with house money. You got Geno Smith, but could you imagine Geno Smith getting like uh, Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson money? You know, that kind of money to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, and I don't, I don't think you'll get him. I don't think you'll have to pay him that kind of money, but you're still going to pay him starter money at that point, like good starter money. What what starter money? What what, what do you consider starter money? Like fifteen, twenty mil. Here's the thing. When quarterbacks get signed right now, usually when they get a new deal, they become a top two, top three, top four paid quarterback in the NFL. If you pay Geno, I don't think you're going to have to crack the top 10, maybe top 15. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, it's well, so weird. It's a really Gino, weird scenario because I don't know how many people believe that this Geno Smith is going to be the Geno Smith forever. I, well, I mean, I'll put this out there just because uh, the Giants are top of mind and, you know, Adam's sitting there. Uh, Daniel Jones, he signed a four-year, $25 million contract. So, I mean, that's probably more the median of uh, starter quarter, starting quarterbacks, you know. That isn't that his also- rookie deal or is he off his rookie deal? Is Daniel Jones already out? Where's Kaka? Where's the bird guy? Yeah, the- <laughs> Kaka, that is his rookie contract. That's being okay. the sixth yeah, overall okay. pick in the NFL draft. But if you want just a reference point here, gentlemen, yeah. since I'm already uh, up and walking. Uh, when you talk about the top quarterbacks in the league, obviously these are guys that are either well-established, big contracts. But you get down to you know Aaron Rodgers, top of the heap there with $50 million average annual salary, all the way down to let's go to the 10th highest paid quarterback right now by salary is Kirk Cousins at $35 million. And yeah. you can get all the way. You'll so wait, that, I, I think that Kirk Cousins is a good reference, right? Like Kirk Cousins, when he got that deal, was was kind of hot stuff in free agency. I don't know if Gino will be that high, but I think he's going to be close around there. So are you going to give Gino $35 million? Producer Adam, would you give Gino Smith $35 million? No. But, <laughs> but 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 it's funny, though, because when you think about the NFL today, right, this season is such a good example. Older veteran quarterbacks mm-hmm. struggling a little bit, right? You're, you're having performances from Gino Smith, from, for whatever it is or isn't, Daniel Jones, right? I, I think it does create a little bit of a variable here. And inside of that price tag room, 
just so you know, Baker Mayfield, you know, 15 million, Jameis Winston, 14 million. And those guys are either hurt or getting benched. When you talk about Tom Brady at 25, Ryan Tannehill at 29 million, you're, you're probably going to be in the $30 million a year range yeah. for Smith services and well, probably a little bit more. Cause he's, he's arguably what a top three quarterback this season. Yeah, but what, why wouldn't you pay him, though? He's younger than most of those quarterbacks. He's 32 years old. He just turned 32 on October 10th. Uh, Kirk Cousins is 34. he's Geno effing Smith. I know he is, but I mean, <laughs> he's, still young. he's still got youth behind him. Let's be clear. Yeah. I, as a as a Giants you know, guy, would not pay Geno Smith with where my franchise is, but say I'm the Indianapolis Colts and things didn't work out with Matt Ryan, and I think that I have the weapons That's- and pieces <laughs> in place. If I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and I think that – Tom Brady's going to retire finally after this season. Like teams that feel like they're really ready to win right now, I, I would take I would take a two three year look at Geno Smith because what's your worst case scenario? But why, why are people think, out, but why are people thinking that way though? Like because I mean just because he's been in the league for so long is that why people are thinking that way? Because I mean if he just came to the league and lit it up like he's doing this season. People would be all about signing this dude. Well, yeah, he's been a journeyman. I mean, he's been in the league a while. He's not yeah. done this. So it's it's and he's it's, still young though. He's 32. Gunner, think about how many guys that in their contract year tear it up and then they get a huge deal and they're never that same guy. You're referring to Kyler Murray? No, because Kyler Murray still shows flashes that he's still the same guy. Yes, he's dropping off statistically right now, and I don't know yeah. what the hell's going on. But no, there's there's plenty of examples of guys that have have fought for big deals on their contract year and, and then foolishly got paid and then didn't do anything. So I, I think there there's some apprehension there, and and just that it's Geno's talk. By the way. <laughs> Don't forget that Seattle, I mean, they, they could franchise him for one year and and see where oh. their next quarterback is gonna be, right? Like Seattle, and if anything, if you're yeah, if you're Tyler, you're disgusted visually here because that means he'll be the best quarterback in the division, or at least above <laughs> Kyler Murray, right? But you you would take a risk, quote unquote, on keeping Geno around for an extra year for a team that's overachieving right now. Yeah, but that uh, that, that franchise tag number has got to be ridiculous. Something <laughs> between thirty and forty million. Crazy. Oh, I think the yeah. guy's genuinely a good dude, though. I mean, in his post game, you know, interviews and stuff, he just yeah, seems like I a hate. genuine dude. He's paid his dues, and now is his time to shine. You know, I'm, and, I'm not trying to hate on the guy. I mean, he's living yeah. every oh, man's oh, dream right now. Much more than Kyler Murray. Am I right, fellas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the Cardinals need to turn stuff around this weekend. Speaking yeah, of turning stuff around, let's talk about the keys to the game, Gunner. Okay. Um, my keys to the game. And then if you have any prop bets that you want to line up, we'll hit that uh, okay. before we roll out keys to the game. Um, I found these from NFL. They have this great video on, on uh, their next gen stats. And they're, they're, these are the three places they think the Cardinals can, uh, can leverage to win this game. One is quick passes. Seattle is 31st against the quick pass in the NFL. Crazy stat, right? The Cardinals are actually sixth in the NFL in quick passes. So this is actually a five-star matchup, according to NFL Next Gen stats, for the Cardinals. Um, protecting the red zone in the rushing area. Seattle is 27th in red zone rushing, and the Cardinals rank seventh in defense uh, against the run in the red zone. So that is a four-star uh, advantage for the Cardinals. And then last is getting the play action going. Well, the play action is only going to work if you get your run game going. So if the Cardinals can do that, the Cardinals rank ninth in the play action. Seattle rank 24th in defending play action. So 
hopefully the the cardinals uh have obviously learned from that and understand that that can be uh, an advantage for them uh I do want to throw a couple nuggets that came out this week. Pro Football Focus has Kyler Murray getting seventh most total time in the pocket right now in the NFL. So that offensive line, although at times has looked shaky, mm-hmm. has has done pretty good. But uh, this key nugget comes from Chuck Harris on Twitter. He said in in 2021, this kind of goes to those the, the keys to the game here uh, in that play action and also the run is the Cardinals run pass ratio last year when they were winning. You know, this is before the downward skid. They hovered around 50%. Now they're 50% run, 50% pass. Great, great. They were very efficient, right? Uh, this was top five in the NFL. Uh, the, this season, they are at 39.3%. They're 20th in the NFL. And so that's mm-hmm. where you kind of look at the Cardinal success. It's when they have a balanced offense and they have not committed or, or had that this season. Now, James Connors day-to-day, We've heard this for multiple weeks, but hopefully he'll be back this week and can turn it on. And, and this offensive run game between him and Eno can get moving and maybe they can commit to that and also sprinkle in some Kyler runs. So to me, that all in a jumble is wrapped up to your keys of the game. But uh, Gunnar, any any good props this week? Uh, I'll just tell you kind of what I'm looking at. You know, I, I don't have uh, any bets that I've made thus far. But just kind of what I'm looking at, you know, prior to the uh, the win that the Cardinals had at home against the Saints, they were they had lost eight straight. Can they continue winning at home? I mean, that's that's a question mark. Um, what else do I have? They, so our friends at Bet IQ uh, have their prediction on the game. They've got uh, Arizona uh, to take take them with the, uh, with with the points minus two. So they have uh, Arizona winning twenty seven to twenty four. Uh, they do show uh, the majority, 86% of the money is on the Seahawks, though. Even though they've got their, uh, you know, their recommendation and their prediction, 86% of the money is on the uh, the Seahawks right now. Uh, let's see. And they have a little stat on King Kingsbury, which, I mean, they the, the Vegas odds makers, the people that do this stuff, they look at everything, you know. It says Cliff Kingsbury is 13-5 and five in weeks 5 through 9 while coaching in Arizona. So maybe they have confidence that Cliff is going to turn it around now that we're past week five. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Honestly, don't know what they're looking at to get the Seahawks at minus two, the way that Arizona has been playing They're They're losing at home regularly, you know, up until beating the saints and, uh, and the Seahawks playing as well as they are, you know, I, I don't know where they're, they're getting that, uh, that spread at, but that's what I'm looking at. I, I think I'm going to lean towards the Seahawks though. I, I just don't have the confidence in the, uh, the Cardinals just yet. Um, so I will probably go uh, with the Seahawks and I think I'm going to go on the overs, you know, on uh, Geno Smith on his passing yards. I don't know if they have those posted yet. Same with Kenneth Walker. I'll get him on an anytime touchdown. I just don't have the confidence in our boys, Tyler. I don't. Yeah, me neither. Uh, it's, it's weird. This, this <laughs> every week, I feel like I've made a case where I'm like, oh, the Cardinals are going to win. The Cardinals are going to win. Last week yeah. I said, I, this is the game where the Cardinals surprise a team that that you don't expect for them to be. You expect the Vikings to get that victory and they did, but uh, I thought that was a game. The Cardinals could, could pull out of their hat Um, this week. Everything tells me the Cardinals should win, but they've not done what I've hoped all year. So I don't know, man. It's, it's, it really surprises me. They're favored. I get that they're only favored by two. And usually if you're the home team, you're favored by three, right? But at this point, the Cardinals have done nothing to warrant being favored at all, even at home. So it, I just 
I don't know. Maybe Vegas knows what they're talking about, and the Cardinals are going to get a win here. I mean, they may be looking at it as well as it it, it being a must win. You know, if the uh, yeah. the Cardinals lose, the Ox will move three games ahead in the division and own the tiebreaker. So, I mean, that you got to take that into account as well. You know, and no, it's, it's this is literally like a playoff game for the Cardinals. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I get you're only one game out of like the wild card, but uh, I mean you got to start getting wins here somewhere. So yeah. uh, you got three division games coming up and also the chargers. So you, you need to, this next three weeks is huge and it starts, starts Sunday. And honestly, I think your, your best two matchups that you can win is against Seattle and, and the Rams. I don't think it's against the Niners. I think the Niners are only going to start getting better here. So yeah. you need to win Sunday and hopefully the Cardinals can, can put something together here. Hopefully we can get a quick start offensively and not a quick start uh in our defense giving up points like they have the last yeah. couple of weeks so i'm I'm, ex- I'm excited before we uh, wrap it up i'm excited about yep. next wednesday uh hard knocks in season starts next week oh, so we'll have yeah. a little we'll have a little bit of more uh content you know uh we can watch the uh, the behind the scenes what's happening back there and uh chat a little bit more about that the uh, episode's yeah. gonna drop like tuesday night though isn't it ah yeah i i have just wednesday november 9th so it oh oh, wait, oh so it starts midweek yeah Ooh, so we're going to be able to talk to that on our on our preview show uh, next week. So, yeah. All right. With that being said, Cardinals Seahawks this Sunday, State Farm Stadium to what is it? Two oh five kickoff. Is that what we said? You know, it's one of one of two afternoon games. They got six teams on by eight games at 11 a.m. Two afternoon games. One of those being Seattle and Arizona. Nice. Well, if you want to join us, we're doing a free tailgate this Sunday at the Lola birdgangtailgate.com. Otherwise get ready for our post game show. Gunner will be out for that. I will grab somebody to uh, co-host alongside me that episode. And until then uh, make sure you download and subscribe wherever you find podcasts or go to cardinalspodcast.com, but make sure you always kick off in the Valley.